Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome to the Isles Buzz Podcast. Alongside Dan Petru, my name is Noel Fogelman. We are part of the Lighthouse Hockey Podcast Network. Subscribe to the channel for all those great shows. PT Isles, Islanders Anxiety, us, of course. Uh, check out Advanced Shouting every Friday, you know, at 530. We'll have a great show this week. The draft is coming up uh, next week, which I had, I had no idea. I totally forgot about it. And uh, Russ Cohen will join us and he'll... Uh, talk all things draft because he is the man when it comes to the draft. Uh, Dan, we have a lot to talk about. Let's uh, recap before we look ahead. Uh, it was an amazing run in the two bubbles for the Islanders. Uh, no one expected them to get this far. Uh, it was a heartbreaking loss game six against Tampa. Congratulations, Tampa winning. But you, you have to kind of like be in awe of what the Islanders did this postseason. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, no short answer. Okay. <laughs> you just talked for like 90 seconds. So I was like, let me be a jerk and just to be completely yeah. short as possible. No, yeah. absolutely. You have to, you have to be, I mean, I, I, if you're not happy with this season as an Islanders fan, I don't know what will satisfy you. They exceeded expectations, especially the way they ended the season. Um, getting healthy was a big part of it. Right. They got healthy. They made a run, which is what you were looking for. And now you hope they build off on, you know, they can build on the, uh, on this with a good off season and they can run again next year. I mean, it's hard to go to the conference finals. So I, you have to be happy. The only thing that stinks about this whole thing is you wish there was a banner to hang in the rafters for all this hard work, but unfortunately there isn't. Yeah. You know what? I mean, like <laughs> the honors had a banner back in 93 when they went to the, you know, Eastern conference final, the Patrick division playoff champs. Uh, hopefully it's not in the 27 years before we reach this point again, but more importantly than getting a banner, they put themselves on the map and like notice to the rest of the league who basically 
you know, took this team lightly, kind of a joke. They're boring, you know, the arena drama, every, everything. They play in five different arenas. But you know what? They're in one arena next year. Then they move to Belmont. They got Sorokin signed. They have a world-class ownership, best coach in the league, as far as I'm concerned. The reigning GM of the year, you can say what you want about Lou because he did an amazing job so far. And, yeah, they're going to be a force to reckon with, you know, I want to say for years to come because this window is kind of tight, but at least for the next couple of years. Sorry, I couldn't hear you with all your pom-pom shaking so hard. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're dirt today, man. I know. What's wrong? No, 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 I agree. I Look, um, I think they're set up for, for some success in the future. Uh, I think this is a very important offseason, though, with the cap being flat. Uh, this roster still needs some work. It still needs some improvements. And it's going to be interesting to see what Lamorello does during the offseason. I do think he's going to be busy this offseason. Yeah. And, you know, we can kind of you know, touch upon his kind of state of the Islanders address he had today. Uh, I mean, because there are a lot of topics. And, of course, you're not going to get he was quite. He was quite candid today, Noel, which he normally isn't. He was, but you're also not going to get a lot out of him. You know, no, he, but you, if you, he, when he says something, obviously it's for a reason. And there's a few quotes I will touch on that um, I think you can read into. Right. Okay. Let's, let's touch upon some of them. Uh, I guess we'll start with, I want to say the obvious, but you know, to kind of clear the air, they're playing in the Coliseum next year. Uh, right. You know, cause obviously there was some issues with uh, the company that was running it last year and uh, what's going to look at broke off, um, you know, former owner of the Barclays center and former owner of the nets. Uh, and who knew, who knew what was going to happen and whether the Coliseum was going to shutter or not, but they don't have an operator for the Coliseum yet, but, that's they're working on an agreement and they'll find an operator. So the last year of Colise- Coliseum, hopefully <laughs> the, the <laughs> second, second last year, you know, but uh, yeah, all, all kidding aside that they'll get that done. Hopefully at some point Lou said they'll like to get some fans in. Let's hope they'll kind of gradually add fans towards, you know, maybe the middle of the year, who, who knows? Cause it would be kind of, you know, disappointing to play a full season in the Coliseum the final year without fans. Oh, I mean, how many times during the week that game is the Coliseum half empty anyway? Man, you freaking jerk! Hey, yeah, wow. well, look, we, we can say all we want. We can say all we want about uh, about this, you know, how rabid and all this is. But they were coming off a very successful season last year. Then your first weekday game on a Tuesday, there's eight thousand people there. So I don't, I don't think, you know, I think especially during the regular season, I don't think it has. I don't think it matters where they play with fans or not, but it, when it comes to the postseason, it is absolutely necessary. Uh, for, I mean, that's necessary. We saw what they did without fans, but it would be extremely helpful if they could have the, you know, the, the packed Coliseum crowd helping them. Right. I mean, you know, because the players But they, who also get really quiet when anything bad happens. I'm just going to continue to be a Demi Tonner this yeah, entire episode. It's like good cop, jerk cop today. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it is. Jesus. Okay. Um, this is all Dan, not me. I, I, I'm shaking the pom-poms for, for this episode, uh, as Dan said. Okay, so let's go. The, the next one would be, um, this one was a little interesting, the uh, RFAs. You know, mm-hmm. the, the big three, obviously, you know, Pulak, Taze, and Barzal. Obviously, Lou said he wants to have all three back. Obviously, uh, there are, you know, some, you know, shoddy blogs out there saying how someone is going to, you know, offer sheet Matt Barzal, which... No it's one. Not, I, I don't think Ranger fans understand that if if, yeah. if they offer Sheenum, they have to give them the, their first round pick. It can't be a first round pick they acquired. Right. So if the Rangers now if the Rangers have the cap room to offer Sheenum at Barzell, but if the Islanders didn't match that, they would get the first overall pick in the draft. Yeah. Okay. So that's never going to happen. 
Right. And anyway, if anyone does offer she uh, a Barzell, that's going to get matched. Of course. And Lou already said that. I mean, even if yeah. it's going to be, you know, difficult, it'll get matched. I mean, we, we talk about offer sheets every year. I love you talk about offer sheets. I, I was, but everyone does. And I was like, you know, oh, you know, Mitch Marner was totally going to get one, Mitch Marner, this and that. He, um, he did get two offer sheets. He turned them down. Right. Right. But the problem is, there was one last year that got signed. And, you right. know, that Sebastian Ajo won by Montreal. And the Canes. I'm probably sure they're still sending like gift baskets to yes, my they did him a favor. So easy. It eliminated all contract negotiations because he it was what eight for eight, right? Or was it less than that? Eight for seven? It was like yeah, something like that. But it was definitely And he's more, a he's a bargain at that. Exactly. Because he's you know, he's a top twenty player in the league. And yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. One, I mean, they, you know, they arguably have three. That first line of Svechnikov, Karavine, and and uh, Aho is arguably three of the top thirty players in the league, and by far three of the top young players in the league. Right, and then you throw in Jacob Slavin. I mean, it's you know, yeah, they, they just they. I think they they're going to be in the market for a goalie in the offseason. Watch out if they get one. And you know, it's funny you mentioned that. Okay, we'll go to the next thing that Lou said that they're comfortable with their goalie situation, mm-hmm. meaning they have two goalies under contract for next year, obviously. Right. Um, who played great in, in, in the postseason. And Sorokin, which was, this thing worked out so perfectly for the Islanders with Sorokin. They had him come in. He got acclimated. He was learning English. He was getting, you know, used to, used to his teammates, practicing a little. So he comes in next year. It's like he had a half a season to playing, even though he didn't play any games. It worked out perfectly. Yeah, it's almost like he got an extended training camp with the team and exactly. then didn't have any responsibility besides uh, right. going to practice, watching the game, maybe getting used to the speed a little bit, and then just going to his classes where you know it's where he's learning English. I think it's a plus. He gets he was a part of this whole bubble as well too, so it helps build camaraderie with the players. Right. I think was it Dal Cole and him have become really close friends, yeah. so that that's good. That's really helpful. I, I, absolutely, you know, and, and Komarov is there. Whether he will be there next year. Yeah, we'll, we don't know about that. Yeah, exactly. Remember, Kamarov's finished, though. He can speak Russian, but he's he not Russian. Right. No, right. He can speak. He can speak Russian. He speaks like what? Right. Nine languages, something like that. It's a... <laughs> well, Finland does border Russia, so I'm sure. You know, with the last name Kamarov, his dad's probably Russian. Probably there's some. There's some. Just like just like Alex Barkov is Finnish, and you right. wouldn't think it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, that means probably the end of you know Thomas Grice, who he'll have his chance to start somewhere he's gonna i mean you would think like a 35 year old like unrestricted free agent would probably have to sign a back you know to be a back no i don't think he will yeah next year he could he can go to carolina he could go to san jose he could go to calgary there's colorado could use him we saw colorado needs a backup goalie i don't think he would be the starter there but he would maybe he would be a 1a 1b there right um even tampa will need a backup and i think the ming's a free agent so and even like uh, Vancouver could use a stopgap goalie for like two years. So I don't know about, I mean, because the, the Markstrom's a free agent, isn't he? I'd imagine they would resign. Plus, they have uh, Thatcher Demko, who like. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, if Demko fails, you might want someone reliable. Even Chicago. Michael, Michael is not ready yet. Chicago's interesting, yes. Yeah. Ultimately, I, I think it's going to come down to probably uh, Carolina or Ottawa. I can see him going to Ottawa. I can see him with Calgary too. I really can. Yeah, Calgary's an, another interesting one, and who who knows? Even um, Edmonton, yeah. But uh, yeah, a, yeah, that is possible. Yeah, they got to do something there because well, yeah. they got Koskinen. <laughs> That'd be yeah, funny. Exactly. But I mean, it's he. Um, I mean, we're talking like he's leaving, but 
let's assume that he is leaving. Um, he's probably the top five. I know we mentioned this before in previous shows. Mm-hmm. But he's probably a top five Islanders goaltender. I agree. And his, I think as soon as he's done playing, he should be in the Islanders Hall of Fame. Not retired number, but in the Hall of Fame. I, you know what? I have no problem with that. I mean, the, the, the way he – Arguably one of the most important players to play here in the last 20 years. Yes, exactly. Especially the 2016 when Halak got hurt. He came mm-hmm. in. He's, he's like a calming influence. He, you know, he, he, he really is. You know, they had the two guys this year. And, and uh, credit to, you know, Barry Trotz starting him in game seven. Not a problem. And, you know, he got a shutout. I mean, it was a yeah. pretty easy shutout. I mean, obviously they broke. Well, because the team played great in front of him too. So exactly, which which certainly helps, you know. And then right. he doesn't play well in front of you like it did against game one against Tampa. It it shows. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, congratulations to Thomas Grace on Thomas Grace on an amazing Islanders career, uh, and I'm sure he'll be in the league for years to come. Still, you know, he's a young 35. <laughs> One interesting thing, too, actually two interesting things that Lou said today as well is he expects there to be a lot of player movement, uh, also right. meaning that there are going to be more RFAs that aren't re- that are not qualified, and um, he also said if he could help fix, if he could help this team externally he will, which is something he that I've never heard him say before. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the upcoming week. Of course, with the draft coming up next week, there could be moves within within the next five six days. So it'll be interesting to see this next week what you know what transpires. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen or hear someone ask him whether he will kind of look to trade up, maybe into the second round or even the mm. first round. I mean, well, we- sorry, before we get to the draft, I just wanted to ask you one thing. Sure. You know, we, he did mention that um, uh, the RFAs that not right. will be qualified. Who does he, who do you think that won't be qualified? I have to assume that obviously Barzell, Pol- Pollock, and Taze get qualified. Right. Who else is on that list? But, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because we all assume that it would be Josh Hosang. Hosang, right. But it and sounds like they're going to qualify, which yeah, makes no sense. Yeah. And according to Arthur Staple, who spoke to his agents, he was already informed, his agent, that they're going to qualify him. What that means, I honestly don't know if they're just going to qualify him and loan him out again to San Antonio or wherever. That would make no sense. I mean, if you send one of your players, it's kind of exiling him. Right. It means you don't really want to see him again. But like, then why bother qualifying? Why, I, I don't quite I, understand that. Unless I, I he has a plan for him, who knows? Who knows? I don't. I mean, personally, when I, I think about, it, I mean, I think the book is kind of closed on Linus Soderstrom. I, I think yeah, I could one, see him not getting qualified. Anybody else coming up? Um, there's a couple. I mean, Grant Grant Hutton, which I, I, I think, think he gets. I think he gets qualified. He had a good season in Bridgeport. He, he should because he's. I mean, he's kind of a victim of numbers because I think he he'd fit right in. You know, maybe be like the seventh or eighth defenseman, but the problem is they yeah. have so many defensemen here. But they right. like them, and I think they'll bring him back. Sebastian Naho is another one, interesting one. He'll get qualified. He'll get qualified. I mean, if he doesn't, he'll immediately get signed by someone and probably be in. Well, I, I see. I expect Letty to be traded by the draft. I really do. I think he's going to get moved back. If we, if Lou wants to get back into this into maybe the second round, I think Letty can get that pick. Yeah, I mean, I I, th- I think you're probably right there. Uh, Although if Travis Hamonic got a one and a two. You think yeah. Letty can get more? I think Letty's a better player than Travis Hammond was with the point when he got traded. Well, I mean, <sighs> although the cap play, I don't, I don't know. I think that's an interesting question. I think, right? Yeah. Well, can I mean, Letty get a late one? Is I guess this is my question. It depends on like, it's like, let's say Ottawa, right? Would you want like a veteran, like no veteran defenseman? No, I know. If I if I'm Ottawa, I want as many young players. Well, actually, how old is Letty? Twenty five. 26? Maybe a little bit older. 27, maybe. I, I, yeah, but I, I, if I'm Ottawa, no, I don't want him. No. If I'm a team that's close, 
to to making a run, then yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd I'd imagine that'd be a. Market. He could help Edmonton. He could help Edmonton, but they don't have the cap room. No, I. You, you, could he help a young Vancouver team? Possibly. I mean, he can help anyone. I mean, he he played for the most part pretty well in in the bubble. He's not the same offensively though. He, he, he was a couple he's, years he's ago. still not. He's still not. Uh, which is a shame because you know, you know he's one of the fastest skaters in the league, and you know him carrying up the puck, he just didn't do that anymore like he did in previous years. But I mean, like you said, Hamannick got what he got a one and a two, a one and a two, yeah, right. And so did Griffin Reinhardt, but there's no well, more. Yeah, Peter Shirelli is not you know uh, working as <laughs> a GM anymore. But if, if they do, we should call up Bill Guerin though. <laughs> oh, oh god, that seems a mess. You know what? A Minnesota boy, maybe you never know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. They, they love their Minnesota players, even if they're not yeah. even good. Right. I, I mean, would totally give Bill Karen a call. Yeah. I mean, Boychuk's an, another interesting one, but the, just the cap hit is to, to, to trade for a player like that. You'd have to trade out a second, a first or second round yeah. pick to get rid of Boychuk. Right. And then, so probably then, a one. If Mark Stahl, it costs a two, yeah. Boychuk's probably going to cost a one. It, exactly. And, yeah. and they don't have a first round pick, and I would not be inclined to just send out my first round pick next right. year right and it, it's not just uh feasible to buy him out nor nor no. or to do andrew ladd so i'd imagine you could bury ladd in bridgeport it would save you a little bit of money yeah and you could still you play boy chuck right you have to try you have to move Letty's contract and then you have to move either camera or clutterbuck Right. I mean, Clutterbuck... In a perfect world, in perfect world, both, but I, I, that's a tall ass. Yeah, I, I don't think they'll do both, but I, I can see them probably doing either Komarov or Clutterbuck. They'll save some money that way, but their their first pick right now is, is number 90. So the last time they went into a, into a draft without a number one and number two pick was 2007. That was uh, Carson's first draft. And then the, the, the previous... Trade deadline is when he traded the number one for Ryan Smith. He traded number two for Chesetnik. So he, he went into that draft. And I think he had a three. This maybe was like the first pick he had was the fourth round. And none nice. of those guys made, made the honors. But you know what? He, he made a run, whatever. But um, yeah, I don't know if Garth or Garth, if, if Lou will do that without trading Letty. Because I think he's really only your, your piece to acquire number two. And maybe Correct. even a late number one. Who knows? I mean, right. cra- crazier things have happened. So. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Let's say because he does still have a few years left in his deal. The, the cap hit, if you have a team, trim to a team that has cap space. I mean, I know they're young, but a team like Detroit could probably use him if they're actually trying to win. Uh, a team like Buffalo could certainly use him. Shoot, I'd call it Buffalo. They make stupid trades all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, back to the RFAs, um, a couple other guys. I mean, there's also um, Kyle Burroughs, who's a captain. In the, the I don't think he gets qualified. He could be one. Um, who else? I think Parker Wotherspoon. I think he gets quarter. He's still quarter. young. I mean, he's yeah. probably kind of on his like you know, let, I want to say last legs, but he he's gonna have to do something. Uh, Van Sample, which they, who they really love, missed all. Of he definitely gets qualified. He probably would have been called yeah. up if it wasn't for that injury. Right. Exactly. So I'd probably say it's gonna be uh, Soderstrom and Burrows. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, which I mean, whatever. It's, it's not sexy, but I think it's gonna be those two guys. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. I, if we if we go if you really break it down, now maybe one of those other guys doesn't get doesn't get qualified, but I think those are the two likely candidates. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a couple other things that he was um, he said uh, the anticipate 
AHL season. Not sure when. All likelihood it's probably going to start before the NHL season, I'd imagine. I it would that, be nice if it started two or three weeks ahead of time so you can send Sorokin down there to play a few games. Exactly. Exactly. Because I know right now they have uh, Oliver Wallstrom who's playing pretty well in the Swedish league. And yeah, he has. Yeah. But that being said, I mean, the ice is bigger. I mean, I, I can't take too much stock into it. No, but it's good to see he's actually playing play. well because he did not play well in college. So, you know. Right. I mean, it's, it wasn't exactly dominating the AHL either. So it's good to see he's playing well against men. Yeah. I mean, it's – yeah. It's kind of a no-win situation because you, you, you expect them to play well. And if he doesn't – No, but, I mean, a lot of guys don't dominate the league. They put up good numbers. But, you know, there's a lot of guys who don't, you know, don't put up a point of game there. So it's good that he's playing well. Yeah. All right, another thing. Um, you said all three guys who were injured and left the bubble – Zekas, Pelik, and Kunakal all had surgery. They're all expected to, you know, to resume their training and uh, be ready for training camp. And congrats to Adam Pelik for getting engaged when he got back from the bubble. So that's awesome. Um, let's see what else we have here. The, the cap, which we mentioned, is going to be flat next year. Lou thinks it's going to be flat for the next two years. Okay. So that could be an issue because I don't think they have too much money coming off the following year. I think it's Ezekiel's contract, and that's that may be it. So, and then they have Bavillier, who would be RFA again. So, okay. Yeah. So yeah. So, be, okay, that's some decisions to be made there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. But it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see um, what, what he does. I mean, because there's going to be plenty of uh, RF, uh, unrestricted free agents available too for uh, for Lou. But it's gonna it's gonna be hard unless he take some money off the cap because he has $8 million to sign his three players, not to mention if he wants to bring back Broussard, Martin, Kunakel. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think, I think Martin and Green come back. I don't think Kunakel and Broussard do. Yeah. I think, I think with Martin, this might be unpopular, but I would bring him back on like a PTO. Yeah. That would be unpopular. Because, I don't think he's going to get what he got, you know, four years ago. With, with no, I think the one year, one year, one million would be perfectly fine. I mean, I would kind of do. I mean, I, you, you would hate to see, you know string him along because it's not so much he's done for his organization. But yeah, but he be he's not. You know, people aren't going to be, you know, no one's going to people aren't going to be offering. No one's going to offer him a multi-year deal. Nobody. No, not anymore. And if they do, then he go take it. Right, maybe the Flyers <laughs> or the Rangers. Yeah, it, it, oh my God! I don't. You think you would ever do that? Yes, I think you would. I think if you offer him a two-year deal, he would. Yes. Yeah. And would Boomer Esiason, you know, hand him the contract? His father one. Yes, and then he'll be terrible there because they'll expect, you know. Right. They'll put him in a position where he's to fail, basically. Right. They expect him to score thirty goals or something. I know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, you you know, know. I, I think I think Martin and Green will be back. I think they're going to move on from Broussard and Kunakel. Um, I do expect, like, if they can move Letty, like I said, if they move Letty and they move. Um, one of Komarov or or Kunagel, then you're looking at freeing up close to about ten million dollars, and then you put so then you put that with the eight eight million already. You're around eighteen. I think that's a lot more feasible. Feasible. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll it'll be uh, it'll be a lot of work for Lou to do. Um, He'll get it done. I'm actually I'm not concerned. I really am. I'm not. Oh, no, I'm not worried about him. I mean, he knows what he's doing. I would love to take a run at Hoffman though. Yeah, I mean, he's an, he's an interesting one. Um, I mean, he's a goal scorer. He totally, you know, fit on the power play. Not the best five-on-five, five, which the Islanders excel at. 
Yeah, you can teach that though. You can teach him system and defense. You can't teach his hands. Yeah, and the thing is, like, their locker room. Everyone loves each other on that team. You know, it's one yeah, I get that. family. And you know, there's some reports that he's not the greatest in the okay. locker room. I well, mean, I don't really want Taylor Hall either. <laughs> well, I don't think that. I think it'd be a little cheaper to get Hoffman than Taylor Hall. Exactly. I wouldn't mind. Well, yeah, I guess you know, you're. I know the chemistry is important, but now, do you think that they kind of revisit the Zach Parisi deal? My God, I hope not. I, I'm not interested in that. I would much rather them kick the tires on line A, which apparently they have. That would be that's interesting because he's definitely get traded. I mean, I, yes, yeah. Whether they have enough pieces and whether they're willing to get move these pieces is another story. Right. Uh, I mean, because it would take probably a one. Yep. It would take probably Dobson, Dobson or Wallstrom. I don't think Wallstrom has the trade value that you think he does. I'm I'm not saying I'm he'd be a piece, not the piece. We all know the Jets need defensemen. They're not going to make a trade for forward. The centerpiece of the deal would have to be a defenseman. So maybe it's maybe it's one of the RFAs. Maybe it's Taze. I don't know if Taze and number one, Taze number one and, and Wallstrom. I think that would. I think that might get their attention. I don't know if we get it done though. That's the thing. Right. Taze, you know, Taze number one in Bavillier. I think that. That would yeah. Yeah, because that's a steep price. It but, is, but you're getting you probably have the best goal scorer since Bossy on your team. Yeah, you put him with Brazil and. You'll have and he'll listen to Trots, and Trots are going to make him play relevant defense, and they'll be fine. Right, exactly. I mean, you got to give up something to get something. Yeah, I know. They have. They have. We're, ta- we're completely. We're completely talking hypothetically right now. Though. Of course, of course. Yeah, because I am sure there are other teams out there that can put better packages together. Unfortunately, that's just where we are right now. There are teams that have the draft picks right now, and there are teams that have the more developed prospects. Like if the Flyers wanted to, the Flyers could put together a much more uh, enticing package. They are loaded with good young defensemen. They are loaded with good young forwards, and they have, you know, they have picks as well. Right. I mean, yeah, there, there are a lot of teams. Uh, you could easily offer like Joel Farabee or Morgan Frost, and like I don't know, like maybe a, a Hag or a Philippe Meyer, and a pick or two for Line A, and that's more attractive than the, anything the Islanders can offer. Yeah, you're probably you're probably right. Which I mean, but that's yeah. not that, that's not what that's not what the Flyers really need, though. But you no, know, but, but it's when a player, like, when a player like that becomes available, I mean, right. I think all te- all teams in the uh, in the league, their ears perk up. Right, but the Flyers never sign their needs. They, they so you're right. No, they know, don't. It's like just you know, the Flyers getting, need a Flyers need a center. Yeah, they, they do. Yeah, they, they, that they, was actually proof against the Islanders. You know, they had Couturier. Other than that, they were not deep down the middle. Yeah. I, I can see them making a run at Lundqvist just because, you know. <laughs> no, not with the there. Joe. I know, I know. Yeah. What about Pittsburgh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I think they're going to trade Murray. Yeah. Because uh, they have the uh, heart, you know, trophy. I would say be. Buffalo, but there's no way he's going to Buffalo. Lundqvist, no. No. He's, he has probably one more year in him. He wants to go to a team that's going to give him a cup. Right, so I I think Colorado is a good destination, or, or 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 Carolina, but I can't see him going to Carolina. No, Colorado would be would be nice. What about the Capitals? Because Holpe's gone, Sam Sanoff. Sam Sanoff is very good, right. but he's never he's never carried the load before. Not yet. I mean, they could probably split starts there. Yeah, it probably could because you would probably be, Oh my God, yeah. Ranger fans would freak out. That would be hilarious. Right. Or you go to the Devils. 
<laughs> no, no, come on, let's not let's not be crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, I, I'd imagine that he's, Colorado would, would be, or even Calgary. But you know, does he want to go to Calgary? It's a great city, but does he want to do that travel and all that? Probably not. Right. I mean, if it's just going to be for one year, but then you know, if it's just going to be one year, you can deal with it. Hey, if if Ross doesn't come back, could he go to Boston? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're a team that... It's intriguing. It's intriguing. It I mean, because, I mean, Halak's a nice goalie, but, I you know, he doesn't... I You know, you put him and Lundqvist together, that's... I, I don't know. This is, the storylines are very intriguing right now, and it's all going to happen real quick with the draft next week, and then right after, that's free agency. Right. I mean, it's... Yeah. Right, because isn't free agency next Friday? Is it? Is it already? I... When is when is the draft? The draft is Tuesday and Wednesday, That's right? Tuesday. I think the first round is Tuesday, and then the okay. rest. Is... So that would be so. Wait a second. So, so the first is the the first is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So I think yeah, I think I think free agency would be that Thursday or Friday. So I think Thursday. I think it's the eighth. So it's um, it's a lot. I could be wrong though, but I, I know it's I know it's real soon. So this is. If things are going to be wild, hopefully we get tons of movement and tons of trades, and we'll probably get nothing. Of course, yeah, of course. And then so yeah. there's teams. There are teams that just absolutely have to clear cap room, so there are going to be some transactions. Right, and Ottawa has a ton of cap space. I think they. Are and I feel like Arizona is going to Arizona. Yeah, you should kick the tires in Arizona because I feel like they're going to rip it apart too. I yeah, there there's some pieces. I mean, you want Phil Kessel <laughs> for a year? Uh, I mean, who do you think is untouchable on that team? Anyone under the age of 25, maybe. So maybe Clayton Keller. Um, Chickering, right? Chickering, yeah. I, I would think probably that that's it. Yeah. I mean, they'd probably look to trade OEL because it's contract, too. I would take him. Yeah. But, you know. He seems like a Ranger of, player. <laughs> he could help them, though. He's a good player. He's a very good player. No, he is. He, you he, put him with actual talent around them, he'd be fine. Right. He was he was on an island for many years. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Toronto could use him. Yeah, Toronto because I mean, they got to move on from uh, Tyson Berry, who. Oh yeah, he was a disaster. Great player, terrible fit. <laughs> I feel like Tyson Berry might be uh, a guy who has to sign like a show me deal, and could be a a, a surprise for somebody. Probably, because he can play. He's talented. He was just a terrible fit there. Yeah, and and that was like you know. Probably Islanders, you know, maybe six, seven years ago when players would sign a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. And then walk. <laughs> yeah, walk, you know, just yeah. uh, so, sign him on the cheap and then, you know, end up trading him at the deadline or something like that. But apparently, it's just, you know, Scott Burnside, you know, the Islanders can use all these defensemen. <laughs> and a goalie. And a goalie. But it's just yeah. – no, no one watches the Islanders. Yeah. No, they don't. And, and as soon as the season starts next week, next year, they'll, they'll, they'll start, you know, dialing them again. Exactly. You know, the yeah. arena situation and, you know, yep. this and that. I miss the play. I miss the playoffs and all that. Right. So. Yeah. But we have, know. Yeah. But uh, before we go, I have to eat some curl because I said that the uh, playoffs wouldn't finish or even start. And it went off without a hitch, really. You know, it, it did. It, it was a great experience. Uh, you know, hats off to the Tempe Lightning because they were the best team. Yeah, they were. After last year, you know, that heartbreaking uh, upset. And then they, they got the pieces they needed, and they, they, they won. They just, you know, they do what they had to do. And, um, you know, Gary Bettman, you know, it, they should have had some, you know, <laughs> <Big boom>. and <laughs> booze in there. But, um, yeah, you know, 
you know, what he said, you know, that this was probably the toughest cup to win. And I know there are some, you know, Toronto, <laughs> you know, comments that uh, take you know, yeah. issue with that. But I, I think it really was. You know, it was mental. It was as mentally challenging as it was physically challenging. Right, because you, you may not be traveling from city to city, but you're. This is a sixty-day road trip. Yeah, you know, they did travel to, uh, you know, to another bubble. But right. to be away from your family, just to see a thing over and over again, just to really see nothing. I mean, you can say, oh, these athletes, you know, whatever. But 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 they're, they're people too. Oh, well, think about Matt Martin, who just you know him and Sydney exactly. gave birth. He, who gave birth right before the playoffs started. Right. And he has been. He hasn't seen his kid for the first sixty days of her life. Right. Exactly. You know, and you know Scott Mayfield, I think, was getting married. He had to push it back to next year. Right. And then I think. Well, Kyle, we wouldn't know because we can't see it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Please unblock us, Scott. We love. Yeah, you. Hey, Scott, you unblock us. I seriously don't think I've ever said anything bad about him. I don't know, but I, I think he just doesn't like the negativity of Islander fans, which you know. Is uh, uh, to like, a point, you know, but he's now, from St. Louis. He, he's from St. Louis. He's like he can't handle criticism. He cuts his bacon. Too nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he, eats, uh, he eats fried ravioli. Although those are good. Those are good, but he, he likes that. Uh, what was that uh, crappy pizza place? Emos. Oh my god. Oh god. Yeah, oh. St. Louis pizza and St. Louis bagels is the worst. Yeah. All right, we're getting definitely getting blocked now. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, check out our um, draft special on uh, then shouting this Friday. A good buddy, uh, Russ Cohen. And uh, Dan, you are a jerk. I am.